powered by Transistor FM. Grab your popcorn, silence your phones, and tell your friends to shut up. Do not adjust your projector settings because what you're about to hear is real. The Derek Duvall Show presents Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. Prepare yourself for insight and honest reviews from a married couple with varying movie tastes. Hot takes, hotter insights, and news you can use. Now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Production Bunker, it's Mindy and Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hi. Hey. Hello. Hello. Hi, Hey. Hello. Thank you, everyone. Sit. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome, Duval Nation, one and all. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. Mindy, how are you, my dear? Great, Derek. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Tell us what we're going to be talking about today. Well, today, listeners, we're going to be reviewing another one of Derek's picks that we watched while he was ill a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> and only because he was ill. <laughs> We are gonna. I don't know what year it was, but 82. Wrath of, 1982's Wrath of Khan. <laughs> Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. It is a great movie. We, it's comfort food for me. I was very, very sick. wasn't feeling very well. He had and, a uh, real hard case of the man flu, so he survived just fine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, now tell me. Uh, obviously, I've seen this movie a million times. What was your earliest uh, recollection of seeing this film? I can't remember if I saw it when I was a kid or not. I mean, it was 82, so I would have only been one. So I probably didn't see it like right when it first came out. But I do remember watching Star Trek, the series with my parents when I was younger. You're not, you're a next generation person. Well, mostly, but I watched the original as well. So to set this, this episode up now, give us our disclaimer. Cause I know we, you're dying to do it. <laughs> oh yes. Especially for a 1982 movie. <laughs> We are going to be talking about spoiler-filled details of this film. So if you've been sleeping under a rock or have had no interest in seeing this film until now and have not yet, please pause this recording until you do. <laughs> or listen, and then maybe you won't have to watch it. <laughs> oh, it's messed up. <laughs> so to set it up for uh, this screening, we watched the original um, 67 episode of Star Trek, the original series, The Space Seed, which introduces... Khan, and I haven't watched that in a very, very long time, and it holds up so damn well. Ricardo Montalban, hands down, one of the number one sexiest men who ever lived, two, had one of the sexiest voices of any man who ever lived, and three, he was just a great, great villain. I, I mean, he just oozed, you know, intelligence and death and all that it was just a great intelligence and death is that what you said he radiated (laughs) yes (laughs) wow (laughs) what did you or i thought he he was more like charismatically evil like Mm -hmm. he you know convinced that one you know lady i don't know what her name was (laughs) 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 to like join the dark side and help him take over the ship Mm mm-hmm because he's so handsome and charismatic, but evil. Evil. Did you <laughs> um? Did you like the setup that he was uh, a product of the 1990s eugenics board? He was a uh, he was basically a genetic engineered Superman, basically, and 
his intelligence was like off the scale. Like he's got like, you know, Stephen Hawking intelligence or uh, Dr. Um, Dr. Sheldon <laughs> Cooper intelligence, you know? Yeah. So that yeah. it was like, it was, it was physical and mental mm-hmm. like superiority basically. Yeah. So anyway, we watched the space seed, the episode space seed. And of course, then later on that evening, cause you took mercy on me. We watched Wrath of Khan and this is the first time we've watched it on 4k ultra high definition it looked stunning absolutely stunning and the movie itself holds up so damn well the even the effects are good you know they're a product of 1982 but they still look amazing for that time now that being said uh different performances this is actually my favorite william shatner film and a lot of people are like, really? What? This is your favorite? Yes, this is my favorite William Shatner <laughs> film. He was amazing in it. And the best part of it was, it, watching this movie, it's like watching a game of Battleship. You know the game Battleship? You know, and it's like... Yes, I know the game Battleship. <laughs> and it's like, you know, Khan makes a move. Kirk counters. Kirk makes a move. Khan counters, you know? And it's just, it was such a cat and mouse and... Oh, it was just such a great film. Now, I will say this. What's on your notepad? <laughs> <laughs> not a lot. It's a lot of random stuff, and some of it I'm not sure what it's about. <laughs> well, let's fire away. <laughs> I wrote one of the quotes. I think uh, Bones was saying it to Kirk because he was like, oh, let's order some food or something. He's trying to talk about something serious. He says, how can you think of food at a time like this? Like, yeah. why would I write that down? That's very random. <laughs> and then um, I also wrote that the women's uniforms were better. Their short mm. skirts turned into pants so they could be people and not sexual objects. Um, <laughs> and then I put, is Dr. Marcus's son, is that Kirk's son? Yes. Yeah. So I wrote yeah. that. Maybe that yeah. was before we discovered that yeah. part out. And that's all I wrote for the whole however long that movie was. <laughs> all right. So, Derek, tell me about some of your favorite scenes since you've seen this a million times and know it way better than I do. Well, obviously, the first scene that I would talk about is the, one of the greatest scenes in science fiction history. And it's very, very universally decided that it is. Is It's an eight-minute sequence, a complete eight-minute sequence. And it's the scene where Chekhov and his captain are on City Alpha, what they think is City Alpha 6, ends up being City Alpha 5, and they discover the Botany Bay, and Chekhov was like, holy shit, we're in trouble. And he, like, that pure scene of his panic is some of the best acting. Like, he was like, damn, we need to get out of here, like, now. And his captain's like, what's the problem? He's like, no, go, go, go. He's like, I'll tell you later, let's go, man. Let's go. And then, and I also think one of the coolest scenes is the reintroduction of Khan, where he's slowly taking off his uh, survival gear, and he pulls up, and he's like, God, like that's like yes, and um, and he's like, you know, that super intelligence, like, goes to the cabin's like, I don't know you, but he goes to Chekhov and he goes, but you, I remember, and which is actually funny because Chekhov is not in the original series. The guy who plays Chekhov is not in the original um series because it was during the Red Scare. They didn't like Russians in American television. Chekhov didn't come until the motion picture. Uh, Walter oh. Koenig, it, yeah. So anyway, they wrote it in the books how he knew him from the enterprise and he was an ensign and he was Kirk's jailer. Oh, sorry. A Khan's jailer. So when Khan was 
in jail on the Enterprise, uh, uh, Chekhov was his ward, his his guard. And yeah, so anyway, obviously, then he's like, oh, I know who you are. So uh, and then, of course, you know, him discovering that City Alpha 6 exploded, which I'm like, how do you not know that? Right. That's a yeah, huge that's plot, hole. plot hole. Like, it's like, you didn't know a whole planet exploded. <laughs> yeah. There's you're in the city quadrant. There's supposed to be six planets, and I only count five. Which one's missing? <laughs> I would launch an investigation. Also, my brain be like, hey, I remember being here. One of these planets has got a psychopath on it. You right. Know? You know? Indeed. Yeah. But no, it was um it was really cool. Uh, and then of course, I mean the infamous scene, which gave kids and even grown-ups nightmares for eons to come is the seti eels uh going in your ear uh, oh yeah those that, are gross yeah that that uh, but the, the the part that gets me and i've i've since we watched it a couple of weeks ago i've watched that scene again on my on my on the part where khan is so evil and he's like you know explains the whole process to him like this is what's going to happen to you it's going to go in your ear it's going to wrap itself around your cerebral cortex and then and this is the best part as it grows you know follows madness and death and it's like oh that sucks so anyway uh i loved i just love that scene and of course then the first battle you know where the reliant faces the enterprise and reliant kicks the shit out of kirk i mean they they got caught they got caught with just sleeping and uh the fact that kirk was able to pull a you know rabbit out of his ass to save the ship i mean because he knew something about ships that he didn't you know was uh that's that's one of my favorite sequences in all movies believe it or not is that just that scene yeah then, i also hang on i also thought that it was very suspicious and no one else did that the first thing he asked for when he woke up can i see the specifications for this aircraft i'm on like hello <laughs> red flag you didn't know what he was gonna do why else would he want to read up on that like if he's just trying to catch up on what he missed over the last hundred or so years or however long 200 years yeah. Maybe he wants a history book or some newspaper, <laughs> you know, some news. But the yeah. first thing he asks for is the plans to your ship, you dum-dums. Which amazes <laughs> me that the the combination code, prefix code, is not in the instructions. You know what I mean? The details. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was very interesting. Because he even spots it at one point. He goes, maybe he even changed the code. He goes, he's very intelligent. You know, so they were basically, uh, you know, winging a prayer. And then, of course, you know, the final battle in the Matara Nebula where they're, you know, neither ship could see each other and they're flying around blind and uh, what have you. And then of course uh, they, they get the better at Khan and Khan like detonates the Genesis device and that countdown, like we got to get the hell out of here, but the ship is crippled. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, it's amazing. And of course, then the, the big one Spock sacrifice was amazing. And it, it, I, you know, I've seen that movie a hundred times, and that, that scene still has been there. Like, are they gonna get away? Are they gonna get away? Are they gonna get away? You know, and he's like, at one point, it's like thirty seconds left, and uh, he, he uh, Kirk goes, you know, like, what's the time? And Sulu goes, like, we're not gonna make it. And he looks at his son, and he's like shaking his head, no, like that. And that's like, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. All right. Well, on that note, I guess it's time for our patent pending, Derek and Mindy's rating scale you want to give us what the breakdown is what's a one star bloody awful two stars bloody uninspired three stars bloody average four stars bloody brilliant five stars bloody marvelous 
All right. Since I already know what I'm going to pick, and it's pretty obvious from this conversation, <laughs> what is what is your rating? Well, you could probably already guess this, listeners. <laughs> I am going to give this film a bloody average. It was a fine film. It, you know, had some Star Trekky stuff in it. Not my favorite. I know that Derek loves this movie, and so we watched it while he was ill to placate him. But um, it's just average to me. It's not my favorite. I wouldn't pick it out, you know, just on any old random night. But it was good. It was fine. Mm. I and think, Derek, uh, oh, go ahead. It's bloody marvelous. There's no question about it. It's 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 a it's a, it's a perfect film. Uh, very rare do I ever say that out loud, but it is a perfect film. I can't find one thing wrong with it. And I I mean, even if I was to be um, up, objective, and some in some cases I actually can be. Uh, yes, it is a product of its age. Yes, you know um, some of the graphics are dated and what have you. It's still a perfect film. The writing is perfect. The acting is perfect. You also just called out a big plot hole earlier. <laughs> I can look. I can overlook the misplacing the a planet. Okay? Misplacing a planet. <laughs> it's a small thing, really. It's, it's a the small whole planet. Thing. But yeah, no, it was. It was no, great. I, I knew what you were going to read this for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, on that note, thank you, everyone, for placating me and my and my whimsy about how much i love this film for the last <laughs> 20 minutes thank you everyone we love doing these shows you keep listening we'll keep making them mindy until next time we'll, we'll see, see you at, at the movies, movies planet, planet earth. earth this has been a recording of the Derek duval show and we thank you for listening please go to our website derekduvalshow.com for the latest news on downloads and to explore past episodes Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Derek Duval Show.